As a real estate investor, there are a lot of things that need to happen before you close on the purchase of a property. And if you're not careful, you can miss a crucial step that can cost you dearly, which is exactly what happened to me when I first got started. I made one small mistake that ended up costing me $2,000 that could have easily been prevented. So on today's video, I'm gonna share with you the ultimate closing checklist, including 17 things to make sure you do before ever closing on a property. All of that and more, coming up. Hi, it's Jerry Norton. If you're new here to make more money and less time flipping real estate so you can live your dream life, subscribe to my channel, click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. If you've purchased and sold properties before, you know that there are a lot of things that need to happen from the moment you go under contract until the day of closing. On this video, we're gonna go over my 17-point checklist, but I want you to keep in mind that even though some of these tasks should be handled by the title escrow or attorney that is conducting the closing, Ultimately, it is your responsibility to follow up and make sure they happen. For example, years ago when I first got started, I bought a fix and flip house in Detroit, and there in Detroit, the water bills are attached to the property, not the resident. That means if a water bill is not paid, the water department doesn't go after the resident for the unpaid balance. Instead, they eventually put a lien on the property and it will be satisfied whenever the property sells. Now, the title companies know this, so the standard procedure in Michigan is that the title company orders a final water bill to be paid by the seller at closing. That way, the buyer starts fresh with a zero balance owed on water. Well, I think you know where I'm going with this. I bought a property and the final water bill was not ordered by title or paid at closing and I made the mistake of not confirming that it was paid. In fact, I didn't think twice about it until 120 days later when I was at the closing on the sale to a retail buyer and at that time the title company did order a final water bill and I discovered that there was a $2,000 balance owed from before I bought the property that should have been paid by the seller when I bought the property but wasn't. And Guess who had to pay it? Yeah, that's right, I did. That was the day I decided to create my 17-point closing checklist that I follow religiously every time I buy a property. Now this checklist begins as soon as you get an accepted offer. Item number one on the checklist is to make sure you have for your files and your records a copy of the bottom line fully executed contract between you and the seller. Item number two is to open escrow. That means you've gotten a copy of your executed contract to the title escrow or attorney, and they are then going to order title search and prepare for a closing on the date specified on the contract. Item number three is your earnest money. Make sure you've given the earnest money as stated in the contract to the title escrow or attorney that's doing the closing. Now, if you're wholesaling, item number four is to create your cash buyer property profile, including pictures, you know, viewing details, etc. Item number five is if you have an inspection contingency, during that window is when you conduct your inspection. If you're using a third-party inspector or if you're wholesaling, that's when your cash buyers will go to visit the property. Now, item number six, again, for wholesaling is once you've accepted a cash buyer offer, execute an assignment contract and get an earnest money deposit. Item number seven is if you're wholesaling is to open escrow on the assignment to the cash buyer. So that means you get the assignment contract and the earnest money deposit to the same escrow agent who you are already using for the purchase. Now that closing agent will now handle the entire transaction between the seller, cash buyer, and you, the wholesaler. If you're not wholesaling and you're the buyer, then item number eight is to determine the funding. If you're using a funding source, immediately submit your contract for funding approval. Item number nine is to make sure you get final funding approval. Depending on the funding source, 
there may be several things required in order to get fully approved, such as an appraisal or any personal or business information required by the lender. Now, every lender is different, so be sure to get a list from the lender and make sure you stay on top of it so that you're ready by closing. Don't ever assume the lender is on top of it. Item number 10 is to make sure all of the utilities, including water, sewer, gas, electric, etc., are scheduled to be transferred out of the name of the seller and into your name. Now, that's an easy one to miss, so don't make the same mistake I did. Item number 11 is to make sure you have the correct property insurance policy in place by the day of closing. Item number 12 is at least two to three days before the scheduled closing date, get what's called a clear to close from your closing agent. That means the title search came back clean, you know, funding is ready, everything is good to go for the closing. Item number 13 is to get the closing statement at least two to three days before closing. Now make this very clear on day one when you open escrow. I can't tell you how many times I didn't receive the closing statement until minutes before closing. You need time to review, make sure it's correct, nothing is missed, and get the exact amount of funds to close. Now item number 14 on the day of closing is always do a final walkthrough of the property and make sure it's in the same condition as when you executed the contract. Now, item number 15 is to get the keys from the seller at closing or have the seller leave them at the property and then schedule a contractor to change the locks and install a new contractor lockbox on the property with a key in it. Item number 16 is to file the property transfer affidavit with the county. Now this is depending on your county and state. In Michigan, the title company does not do this and the new owner has to do it. And finally, item number 17 to have on your checklist is to do a remote closing and not physically attend the closing. The right closing agent can handle everything and you don't need to be there. Instead, have the title company order and schedule a traveling notary to meet you at your home or office the day before the closing to sign everything. Now, I personally haven't been to a closing in years. Now, I gotta show you something really cool. The entire closing checklist that I discussed in this video is just one of the amazing tools included with my house flipping deal management system called Flipster. Now, let me just show you how cool this is. Once logged in, go to the purchase checklist tool, click add new, select your property, and it opens a new checklist that you can customize, add notes, assign tasks to someone else to do, even mark down as items are completed. Then it saves it in the dashboard for easy reference so you never miss a thing. And this is just one of dozens of tools that comes with Flipster. And if you've never heard of Flipster, it's the number one cloud-based house flipping deal management platform on the planet. If you're into flipping houses, you owe it yourself to check it out. To see it in action and learn more, just go to getflipster.com or click the link in the description. Now, I hope you learned something on this video. If you did, hit that like button, leave a comment, let me know if there's anything else you would add to my closing checklist. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. I'm dedicated to helping you make more money in less time flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Do that now, and I'll see you on the next video.